Hi, welcome to Christ Covenant Sermon Talkback. This podcast is a ministry of Christ Covenant Church in Atlanta, where our pastors and members dig deeper into the sermon and its text together. Our goal is to consider new questions and observations while looking at the passage so that we might more practically apply God's word to our life. If you have a question for our pastors, please feel free to engage our text to pastor line at 404-465-1737. Or if you'd like to find more resources from our church like this one, please visit ChristCovenant.com forward slash resources. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy our sermon talk back. Okay, so we are in the You Have Heard It Said series, and a lot of people are, I mean, people have said, like, I'm really excited about this series, and I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know if you are, like, uh, <laughs> because, I mean, and I'm like one of the people that's kind of offended by this. Like, when you when we really start to think about the messaging that, I mean, all of us have received really our entire lives, um, and, and, and sometimes how contrary it is to really what, God has spoken to in his word and what he's called us to in his word and what he's laid out in his word. I mean, there's two things that are going on in my mind right now as I've been thinking about this series. Like, number one, how badly I need revelation. Mm, like, yeah. it's like if God does not reveal himself to me and he has graciously, but if I don't like meditate on what he's revealed and if I don't make that really the the nature of my heart, what he's revealed, if I don't, if I don't, ha- I don't hide God's word in my heart, I, I am so subject yeah. to the cultural messaging of the day. And and I and I'm really good because I grew up in a Christian subculture at like putting an awesome Christian spin on it, you know? And so we were just talking about like Danny Werfel and Tim Tebow, two men that I greatly respect. Okay. So this is in no way a critique of either of them because I think they're both they've they have both used their platform for the Lord for the Lord really, really well. And then, you know, Tim Tebow is obviously still like in media and has a very big kind of sexy big job platform. Mm-hmm. Danny Werfel's like totally gone underground and he's trying to use his influence to, you know, help the poor in uh, American cities. But anyway, when I was a kid, like the kind of Christian <laughs> that I wanted to be, how I wanted God to use me right. yeah. <laughs> was like, I want to be a famous football player. And of course, like when I give the speech at the end of the game, I will say, <laughs> First of all, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right. You know, and you pull that gold chain cross like out for yeah. the for the interview. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And even when I scored, I mean, I know this is audio, but I would I would give one of these like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the two fingers <laughs> pointing to, yes. to, yeah, yeah. two fingers to the sky. Yeah, two fingers to the sky. Yeah, so, Whoa, that guy's a Christian. Glory. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, God, you know, <laughs> if you could just, you know. That's how I want to be used. Yeah. You know, thank you very I, much. I will humbly accept that position. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, but w- what was that, right? What was that? That was me, you know, doing anything I wanted as long as I put my mind to it. It's me kind of having this self-determined, very self-centered, you know, identity as right. a star football player. Um, but I was going to kind of like get a little Jesus in there too, so I could please God, yeah. you know? And I think that, that and 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 I mean I say like that was my posture when I was a child. I mean those echoes like are still like very deeply rooted in my heart. That mm-hmm. like yeah. I need God's word. I need brothers and sisters in Christ. I need worship to like root that out of my heart, so that I can take a posture of a true servant of the Lord and 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 truly desire yeah. 
a God determined life and not a self determined life. Yeah. And and let me just say one more thing, and then I'll kind of open it up. But the, the last thing I said in the last thing I said in the uh, message that's a scam, scam likely. <laughs> but uh, uh, the last thing I said in the message was, um, you know, if you re- if we really knew God, if we really worshipped God, if we really loved God we wouldn't even want to create the, our own plan for our life. Mm-hmm. Like we would, we would trust God's plan more than any plan we could come up with. So mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. we, we opened up a lot of doors yesterday. Uh, oh my gosh. Sorry guys. Another scam. Um, this one is a legitimate number, but anyway, uh, you, yeah. you can silence your iPhone. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, well, it's the, it's it the is, iPad. It is possible. Yeah, okay. let, me, let me just turn this off. All right. Y'all go ahead. And, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the passage while I figure out technology? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it is interesting that uh, yesterday, I mean, you, you basically like challenged everything we grew up with, um, especially the question, what do you want to, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. You know, and that's kind of pumped into us from an early age. And and I, I don't think you're saying like, that's a, that's an all bad, terrible question. Right. Uh, because it's good to have dreams and aspirations. And, and I think, you know, the Lord can be behind our dreams and aspirations. But the fundamental question is is getting like at what you said, are you living a God determined life or a self determined life? The thing that I the thing that I thought about like afterwards was you know even for those of us who call ourselves believers who've been walking with the Lord for a long time, it's it's not like don't be too quick to answer that question. Well, of course I'm leading a God determined life. Mm. Uh, cuz cuz it, it's not it's not so uh it's not so simplistic. I'm leading a God-determined life. I'm leading a self-determined right, life. Right. It's actually a lot more complex because it it it, it kind of like that. There's so many factors in life, and there might be certain little idols. You talked about idols yesterday. There might be certain idols that we put up in our life, and like they're not God honoring. You know, ultimately, are we kind of going in a God-determined direction, and yet we're setting up these little things, and we're constantly having to you know. So it kind of ebbs and flows, and, and there's a um so. I, I, well, and we struggle with mixed motives for our whole life, right? Right. So it's not it's not like a pendulum swing from oh, I'm completely pursuing myself, but then I'll just I'll just turn and like all of a sudden my desires right are entirely God honoring. And the Lord does <laughs> use that, you know. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. you can you can start off in one direction with a bad motive. Hundred, yeah, 100%. and the Lord can use that bad motive for His glory. I heard Ray Ortland one time. I think y'all have heard me say this, but I heard him say. You know, if sin was the color blue, even my most saintly prayer uh, would would have a shade of blue in it. So, like, mm. even yeah. in our like God determinative life, like right. we still need God's grace. Like, we still need the grace of Christ. Yeah, yeah. I think I just wanted to caution, like, just answer. Like, you listen to that sermon and you think, well, you know, I Lord, I know the Lord has me in this job or has me where I live. So, like, I'm living a God determined life. Yeah. It's it's a little more complex, so like it, it's worth taking the time to really reflect on okay where where am I right now uh, with my life and like what what is God determined what's self determined but you know what you preached yesterday I think is so foundational and um, you know I, I was just sitting here thinking of something that uh, actually Will Carlisle our daily rhythm extraordinaire the great Will uh, share. Mm. But it's a it's a good picture. Like, is Christianity or is Christ like a pillar in the house 
or is it or is he actually the foundation yeah. of the house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it just one pillar that's kind of like holding up a part of the house and you actually have like five or six main pillars? Jesus is a big part of my life. Right. Right. Yeah, so are you yeah. kind of tacking <laughs> Jesus on or is is he like really foundational for everything that you yeah, do? That's so So yeah, so let's get super practical. Oof. What what evaluation questions do you guys ask yourselves or would you encourage yeah, members of Christ Covenant, people who are coming to Christ Covenant to ask themselves to kind of assess the the those things. Well, I I think that the key kind of passage, and I didn't even really like look look at the passage, but uh, you know Matthew twenty five and the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. I I do think that's a fascinating passage, and the key to understanding the passage is that they were all servants. Yeah, they were all servants of a master. And so the master had entrusted them different things, and they were to use those things in faithfully and shrewdly and um, and diligently. And so, hard work, wisdom, smarts, yeah. um, all these things are a part of the Christian life. Hmm. But the 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 point of the story is that the master was pleased when he got home. Yeah. And when the master got home and he saw what he would entrusted with them, and the one guy had turned it into the two guys had turned it into double of what he had given them. The master was pleased. And I think that's the question. Like, are you living with the master in mind? Like, d- is the day of the Lord really what you're living for here? And, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people say, well, I don't know how excited I am about like the day of the Lord because I'm enjoying all these things. Well, that that shows you maybe that God is not really the center of your life or he's not really determining your life. We, we should long for the day of the master. We should long... Mm. Um, to see the master and to be able to take to him what he's invested in us. And so I think just that's a heart posture. And then practically, some things I looked at yesterday is what do you do with the commands and the limits of God? Mm -hmm. Like if the commands and the limits of God are nuisances or, Mm. you know, uh, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying that we always approach the commands and limits of God. Um, I mean, sometimes it's hard to obey the Lord, Mm. but do we obey? I mean, do, do we ultimately trust the Lord even when we don't understand, we don't like it, um, or do we just ignore we, we we just ignore those things? And I think those are great litmus tests of what is the thing that's really determining my life. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one just to answer your question, Jordan. Uh, just you didn't mention it in your sermon yesterday, Jason, but um, just something that I constantly evaluate myself on, and I I think it leads toward you know God determined versus self determined life. But it's it's simply questioning whether I'm acting in pride or humility mm-hmm. uh, because I, 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 I truly feel like in, you know, kind of years of studying the gospel, studying Jesus, that quite possibly the most foundational characteristic of Jesus is his humility. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I would point mm-hmm. to Philippians 2 to kind of show, you know, bring that out from Paul's writings. But um, so if I'm operating in humility, I think I can be pretty... Uh, pretty assured that I'm moving in a God determined direction. Mm. Um, if I'm operating in pride and and I'm doing things in a way that is, that is pointing to me, that is putting me in the spotlight, that's putting me in a good light in front of others, then I, I would say that I'm kind of moving in a self-determined direction. So, so humility in that, from that standpoint is, am I drawing attention to the Lord? Am I working for his glory? Maybe even am I serving other people versus just serving myself. Correct. I, I would say I would say humility is um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of living out the great commandment. So 
am I am I focused on God yeah. and others or am I focused on myself? Yeah. And, and I I realize it's more complicated than that. However, I, I think you know that's a that's a basic understanding yeah, of how good. I would see humility. I yeah. One question I should ask myself more, but <laughs> when I am in this frame of mind, I do ask: Is am I willing to give this up? Mm. And because I can, I can at times like latch on to what I think is a God commissioned life, like a God centered life, but it, it looks a certain way. And I, I just pursue that. And I think there's an, there's an element to following the Lord where he can do whatever he wants with our lives. Mm -hmm. And, and what I might think is you know a clear runway in front of me to lift off into health happiness and joy hmm. um all of a sudden becomes rocky terrain hmm. and and if if i'm if i'm not aware that i'm a servant of christ like you were talking about yesterday then that becomes frust frustrating mm -hmm. because i'm i've so attached myself to that no that this is what this is what like flourishing looks like um and and it's it's very hard and, for me and the the thing is is that those things are often wrapped up in the gifts that god has entrusted to us we, right. we can become so self-confident in our own giftedness and forget oh the only reason i have this gift is because god has given it to me and yeah. god has entrusted it to me um so yeah I, I think that's a that's a great question can i can i give this up or 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 even like how do i give this up um, yeah. um, when it is time to give it up. Um, I well, think yeah, I love, um, the end of first Timothy six, you know, so Paul is charging Timothy to charge the rich and, and what he says is he gives two charges, tell the rich one, tell them not to put their hope in their riches mm -hmm. and then two, be quick to be generous in good works. Mm -hmm. And then three, enjoy because these are gifts from god right yeah. right so but that first one in particular don't put your hope in riches i mean I, I think that hits at it like okay yeah even in the seeming success that you might have in your life god's call to you is charged to you is don't put your hope in that like that that is not the, the rich thing. man in Lazarus. exactly yeah. that is mm -hmm. not the thing the thing is you have christ mm. and so do not do not put your hope in the fact that you have x amount of dollars or whatever put your hope in the fact that you are forever a child of God. Right. Yeah. And and whatever thing, whatever path you find yourself on, you can trust the Lord for and and walk in obedience. And that's mm -hmm. the Philippians 4 thing. Like right. like I've abounded. And I mean the, the Bible's not saying like wish to not abound. Like right. abounding is awesome. Yeah. Like having plenty is awesome. But it's it's Christ. Christ is my life. It's it's I can do all things, abound or not abound, in Christ. Mm. Um, you know, one of the questions that was asked to me yesterday, and I thought it was a good question. I mean, so in some ways, guys, I mean, this sermon like challenges the like base worldview assumption that like all of us have. We were talking about one little part in the sermon yesterday where somebody might have been offended. It was like, well, actually, like the whole sermon, if you actually knew what you were listening <laughs> to, like offended like every like. <laughs> Every teacher, every message, every everything you've ever learned, like we basically said, <laughs> that was all wrong, and <laughs> and and so that is it's really huge if we if we really think about it rightly. But um, somebody said, well, what about like all of these like NBA athletes, like these people that we really do admire? I mean, you know, we really admire them because they worked hard. Like my, like like Michael Jordan is a quintessential example for at least the three of us, right? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. um, I, I identify with him greatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm humbled to, <laughs> yeah. you know, humbled to identify. With no, Michael but I mean, Jordan. in terms of a guy that we all grew up admiring. Oh, yeah. Right. I had a Michael Jordan poster above my I mean, head. I still have a Michael Jordan poster <laughs> in my office. <laughs> Wings. Uh, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, I he inspires me every day. But, no, <laughs> but I mean, for a guy that was so uh, driven, he had such a competitive nature, he worked so hard. Um, and obviously he was just like ridiculously talented. I mean, there there was a lot to admire yeah. about Michael Jordan. And so I think the person was kind of saying to me, like, is it wrong to admire these people that are like so driven? Mm. And here's what I would say. The, the reason that you're admiring somebody like that, when you see somebody like that, that's like taking the gifts they have and maximizing them or whatever. The reason that you're admiring them is because that is commendable, right? We that to, again back to the Matthew 25. Like, sure. if you have five talents, make five more talents. Mm -hmm. You know, make ten more talents. I mean, you know, maximize the what the master has invested into your right. life. The, but but it's interesting, even to like use the Michael Jordan example. The thing that people don't admire about Michael Jordan mm -hmm. is how like personal it still is. It's like. I mean, remember when he was inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame, yeah. his whole Slighted speech, everybody. yeah, his whole yeah. speech, rather than just like being grateful in that moment, his whole speech was he was just like picking on all these like personal vendettas that he had. Or yeah. when, if, if any of y'all watched The Last Dance, like, mm. like every other line he was like, and I took that personal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like. Okay, Michael. Like, like, it, it, like, to some degree, like, I think people look at that now and they don't admire. They're like, look, yeah. dude, like, move on with your life. Like, and 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 why is that? Is because the end is not big enough. The end of being an NBA champion. Mm -hmm. The end of you know all yeah. the things becoming a billionaire. It's actually none of that's actually big enough to satisfy the human soul. Yeah. You know, the mm -hmm. only end that's big enough to actually satisfy the human soul and give peace is to know God, is to be loved by God. Mm. And and so, yes, like if God's giving, if you're really good at basketball, like go work hard at basketball, like mm -hmm. go be a great basketball player. But the end of that is so the master is pleased and and how you played and how you use that gift that he gave you. I mean, I think of like the Eric Little, right? Like mm -hmm. he felt the pleasure of God, like it, since he was yeah. running for the Lord. right? Um, but, it, it, you know, you brought up a really interesting point yesterday about limits. And I think this kind of, you know, plays along with this. If you're going from Michael Jordan to to me, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I actually remember like I would go outside after watching the Hoosiers and like I would go outside specifically when it was raining and I would like uh, shoot yeah. baskets Dude, so because I, I, yeah, I knew that only I was, when it was raining though. I knew that yeah, <laughs> yeah only when it was raining because I knew that I was going to be a college basketball player. Like mm. I just knew it. You know, and and then I got to be like 13 and I was like, oh, uh, you know, the dream started to fade a little bit. I was like, OK, maybe not. Uh, and then when I was like 15, I was like, OK, definitely not. Um, but so, I mean, talk to me a little bit about limits, because it's it's a very interesting point. Wait, when uh, when did the hogs? Was it 92? They 94, won 94. 94. They so won you were there. like 12. That was probably the height of your. Oh, man. I was out like <laughs> oh. every time it rained, right. <laughs> you know, even a sprinkle. I was, oh, out, I was out shooting baskets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, me and Jimmy uh, Chetwood. <laughs> so, um, it was a great time Nolan Richardson man oh man. man it was the 40 minutes of hell oh man yeah that beat, was tough basketball beat UCLA in the uh, national championship but uh anyway so um so limits 
you know, here's here's the thing on that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't wrong for you to try to be a college basketball player. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but 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 when like I think people miss it again. It's go, it goes back to the me and Danny Werfel, right? It's it's where I'm like so focused on that because that is a that is a goal that might please the Lord, but like it also like is like it gets me a lot of attention, right? At the end of the day, right. Like, right. I don't want to just like, you know, go be an English major, you know, at college. Uh, (laughs) I want to play basketball. I want to play football. Like I want like all the people to look at me and what can happen is we can get our sights set on these things that are like worldly commendable and miss the actual talents to use that parable. Hmm. that God's actually given you that may be different than me. And, right. and and I think we can all desire like, you know, the best seat hmm. and we end up um, not getting any seat at the table hmm. or we end up missing the seat that the Lord actually has for us. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest with you personally, I've seen this happen a lot of times with people that I'm very close to where it's like, okay, like you're missing how God has actually made you and it's actually hmm. beautiful and wonderful mm-hmm. and great. Yeah. And you're going after this and you're doing everything you can to put yourself in this seat. And that's just not what the Lord is doing in your life. So accepting it's, it's, it's a accepting the limits that you do have, but it's B accepting it's B accepting how God has actually made you and gifted you. And, and to the point on limits too, that's a message too. And, and, and I want, I want to say this, I do think especially toward women, I do, I, you know, the middle Kruger article I think is right on point. And right. I think, I mean, I think it hits both men and women, but I think women, you know, if if a man is super successful in his job and he's not a good parent, people will excuse him because they're like, well, he's, he's providing for the family, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, but if a woman like is a really good homemaker, but like, let's say she like also like went to Princeton and, you know, is really smart. People mm-hmm. are like, well, she should be working too, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's like, that's not good enough. But then if yeah. she goes and works, it's like. Well, why isn't she taking care of her kids? And so I do feel right. like there's so much asked of women in particular these days mm. that it's just not sustainable for any woman. And and we were talking earlier, I mean, we're having this anxiety workshop and, and there's been so much talk recently about mental health. And it's like, when, why does it feel like everybody's struggling with anxiety and everybody's struggling with um, you know, mental health issues. And I'm not saying these things are, I mean, these things are totally legitimate. I'm, I'm, I'm affirming the struggle that is out there and that it's real, but don't you see what we've done? We have created this pressure cooker of a society because no one's okay with just living a normal life because you can do whatever you put your mind to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like a huge correlation between limits and pressure, you know, and you kind of, you kind of uh, mentioned this yesterday in your sermon, but we we've there's so much pressure to perform in our society or to like to do something amazing or you know everything's a performance yeah i mean we feel like we're supposed to change the world uh so we have we have all these ideas and so but you're compared to everyone too in social media i know it's in the world yeah it's like (laughs) well jordan i mean he's got a good voice but he's no like bono right you know it's so it's like everyone is (laughs) right and so we have these limits and so it's interesting to think about the limits and like when i start to press against those limits and i try to be someone that the lord is not 
gifted me to be or given yeah. me, you know, to continue on the on the parable that has not talented, you know, he hasn't given me those talents. And so I'm trying to be that person when I'm doing that, like I'm going to feel ex- enormous amounts of pressure that um, ultimately can can lead to things that I, I think we're seeing, you know, we were kind of talking about it uh, before we started, but uh, just anxiety, depression, like yeah. there's all kinds of things that can set in when I'm when I'm not paying attention to the natural limits that the Lord has already placed on my life. I've been thinking through this concept. Um, I've been doing some counseling with some people and we've been talking about how a life of, our definition of a life of flourishing is so important. You know, how do you answer that question? What is flourishing for my life? And, and what I've tried to help these guys think through is how much of that definition is I know I'm doing the right thing. Hmm. And and conversely, how much of my anxiety and frustration is a fear or a worry that I'm not doing the right thing, hmm. right? Like that hmm. there's something better out there hmm. that I should be Jason or I should be Barrett or you know, I should 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 be doing or being something or someone else. And I think like that's the actually positive formation of of what God is calling us to in the parable of the talents. It's like it is possible that I can live a in the world's eyes even seeming mundane life and yet have a peace and joy and flourishing and knowing that's mm. exactly what God wants yeah. me to do. And and I would just say like if that is true of you, I mean, if you're listening to this, like you, you've got to fight that, you yeah. know? I mean, mm. and you've got to positively fight that. Yeah. Like if, if there's some influences in your life that, you know, is creating that unrest, anxiety in you, like those aren't good friends. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, if, if you're following people on Instagram or whatever that are making you feel like that, like quit following them. Like, yeah. hmm. like you've got to proactively fight that because I think we are naturally swept up into that. Um, again, I mean, and, and so there's like a, there's a mortification and there's a vivification, right? right? So like on one side, you've got to mortify those like right. influences in your life. And on the other side, you know, worship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stay focused on the Lord. See how great God is. Positively fight it. And like the things say. on earth grow strangely mm-hmm. dim in the light of his glory and grace, you know? Right. And so mm-hmm. the, all these other things that capture us and put that pressure mm-hmm. on it. And, and, and it's kind of like we said a couple of weeks ago, it's like, man, if we really understood who we were as a child of God, we'd realize I've got nothing to prove here. Yeah. God's already given me the universe. Yeah. Um, and that's mm-hmm. not an argument for mediocrity, but it, I think it is an argument for fruitfulness. I would actually say it's an argument for like more energy, but it's, it's, yeah. it's energy directed not toward pleasing all these people that I think are evaluating my life. Right. It's mm-hmm. energy toward, I love my father and yeah. I want to please him because look at what he's already given me. That's yeah, right. I had this thought when, when you were preaching yesterday, like these are not just things that people tell us, they're things that we want to hear. Mm. Right. Like yeah. yeah. The, the, it's not just something that yeah, you know yeah, right. pounded right. into me. It's like, ooh, wow. Oh, I can be Tim can, Tebow. That's yeah, right. yeah. Okay, <laughs> exactly. that's that's within the realm. Give it to me. me. I can okay. live an awesome. I mean, life. if 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 I have to be. <laughs> that's right. right. And I'll so to be like Tim Tebow. Yeah, man. Just <laughs> how much we need the Lord's correction, and to your point where you began, like God's revelation to us that speaks a better message mm. to an exhausted. For Jordan Coughlin and Barrett Fisher, I'm Jason Dees. Once again, thank you for listening to the Sermon Talkback podcast. 
If you have any other questions after listening, or if there's anything else you'd like to discuss with one of our pastors, please don't hesitate to engage our text pastor line at 404-465-1737. And once again, if you'd like to find more resources from our church like this one, please visit ChristCovenant.com forward slash resources. Thank you and have a blessed week.